Jack, and we're coming out of the Ghastly Hallows. Today I'm joined by... Red Herring. You want to say your name again, Bolt? <laughs> Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> So, we were kind of going a little far in what we were supposed to be talking about today <laughs> while we were off stream. What is the worst movie you've watched in general? Horror movies are preferred, obviously, here in the Ghastly Hallows. Which ones have you guys watched that sucked? And go! <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kick things off right, for me I got two on my mind first is a action like, well I wouldn't say thriller it wasn't thrilling at all it's um, a movie <laughs> called Haywire um, for those who may or may not know this movie it stars um, Gina Carano who many of you may have kn known her for being a part of The Mandalorian Season 1. <laughs> Not anymore! Season, she was in Season 2 also, wasn't she? I, I haven't seen The Mandalorian. So yeah, yeah, I mean, she... I don't. Ha, have they made more since she left? Yeah, or? she was in Season 2. But she wasn't... She was just not... She never came back. That was it. Okay. After what she did a couple years ago, <laughs> uh, Disney said, we don't want you here. And that was the end of that. Yeah, that that's my that's my movie Haywire, and I that's the only movie I've seen to date. Well, that's the only movie I try to see to date that I actually walked down the middle of it. <laughs> I, I've seen all types of films from beginning to end, no matter how painful. But that was the only movie I could not do it. I fell asleep. I I bought food. I, it, I actually I, I took multiple naps throughout that, and I'm like I had I had enough at a certain point. I'm not sure I even made it halfway, to be honest. It's awful. What was it that, that was so um, unbearable about it for you? Uh, like, let's start with, like, the like the action sequences. I think the sound director might have gotten fired midway through the movie, like, process. Mm -hmm. because I felt like like there was there, there are scenes that, had, that, um, that should have had sound and didn't. And it was it was most notable when there was a like a, a fight scene with her and some guy on like a beach, and it was very zoomed away. And all I could hear was the ocean. <laughs> I just hear the wave <laughs> predominantly. I'm just like, what, what what what's going on here? Like what what's going on? Like, what's happening? I didn't I couldn't tell you the plot of the movie. All I know she was just moving from place to place, fighting people. I'm just like, it's is, is the action supposed to keep my attention? Because it's not. I fell asleep. Like at least five times, it, it was bad. <laughs> and then the second one on my mind is Axum, but you know we'll we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about. I that. actually right. saw that bad boy. Yeah, yeah, you saw that. I only like saw a review on that. It was hilarious. The reviews do not do it justice. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, Red? What's the worst movie you've seen? So, all the movies that I'm thinking of that I don't like are not bad because they're poorly made. They're 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 like you know 
professionally made movies, but I just I guess it's that I don't like the script, I don't like the the characters, I don't like the approach they took. So we'll start with non horror. I guess I think the worst movie I've ever seen is Man of Steel. What? How <laughs> dare you insult my baby? I hate Man of Steel so much. <laughs> well, it, it's because I I, I I think part of the reason is because it's it's a superhero movie that or it, it's, it's a Superman movie that really does not feel like anything else that they've done with Superman. But I think that it's it diverges in a in a bad way, not in a clever or interesting way, because it's like dark and humorless. And overall, I really can't stand humorless movies. Like it just there there's when there's nothing funny that happens in a movie, it just seems like there's something missing. Like there's some part of the human experience that's that's missing. Like there's even funny moments in, in, in Schindler's List. A movie can be dramatic without being humorless, but to like make like of all the movies to have nothing funny happen, to make that a Superman movie, it just strikes me as crazy, and it, it's just gloomy and dark and slow, and uh, I just really don't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually liked Man of Steel, but I'll explain very very simply why. Mm-hmm. I wasn't raised on. Donner Superman. Like, he was on TV when I was a kid, but, you know, I didn't have the strongest appreciation for Christopher Reeve like everybody else did. I grew up with the animated series Superman on Kids WB after school. Mm-hmm. Clancy Brown as Lex Luthor. Oh, he's he's a Mr. Krabs. Yeah, no, he's Mr. Krabs. Yeah. He's also yeah. in a couple of horror movies that I'm Bergen and Highlander. Uh, I love Clancy Brown. He's a hero of mine. I wish I sounded like him. We'd probably get a lot more viewers around here. But (laughs) (laughs) that cartoon, if you were ever to go watch it, right, was a lot more action-packed than the Donner movies were. Like, the Donner movies, you never see Superman throw a punch. You never really see Superman in any strong conflict other than more of a personal thing, right? This one, when I was younger, when I went to see it in theaters, I'm like, I really hope that it's a little bit more like the WB Superman than the Brandon Routh Superman movie was from like 07, 06. When did that one come out, Superman Returns? It was 06, right? But when that one came out, I was like, oh, okay, it's fun to see Superman in theaters. I was excited. But when it was done, I'm like, this feels like we just got Superman 5, and I was kind of happy to leave Superman off with Superman 4. When Man of Steel came out, they did the opposite thing, which you are right. They went a little too dark. They went way too dreary with it at times, where I'm like, Superman is supposed to be a bit larger than life. He's not the brooding caveman. Hello? Hello, yes. Okay, good. Sorry. He's not not Batman. But in all fairness, what do you expect Uh when the guy who wrote Batman goes and does a Superman movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would expect, like, some kind of similar approach or similar theme. The thing is, like, I think that – 
I think that works for Batman because Batman was all always kind of all uh, lent itself to a darker approach, and it's not the first time that they had done something uh, darker and more dramatic with with Batman. But I just and maybe it's not even the fact that it's a Superman movie. It was just like it it it's the fact that it was it felt kind of like a monotone movie too. Like it was it was like the same amount of dreariness throughout the whole thing. And again, and again, it was humorless. And there's just like I I can't stand that. I I I really don't like humorless movies. There was, but it's very little amounts of humor, and it feels like they were trying their best to cut it out. Like humor doesn't work in Batman. I'm not saying that Superman that superhero movies need to be like. They, like they all need to just do what what Marvel's doing, where they're all kind of comedies. They're comedies. Uh, I'm now. not saying that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind. They kind of like settled into that as they went on. Uh, but I, I, I just think maybe, maybe take a step back and rem- and re- and uh, remember, hey, you're making a superhero movie. Don't 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 take it too seriously. <laughs> I think it's on a case-by-case basis when it comes to superheroes. Because, like, for example, have you ever seen the first Blade movie? I actually haven't. Mm. Bolt, I assume you haven't seen the first Blade movie, neither? No. (laughs) Mm. So, I'm going to scold the both of you just a little bit, because if Blade doesn't make it at the box office, right... We don't get the MCU. Mm-hmm. All of the superhero movies that you know and loved from the late 90s moving forward do not get the green light if Blade doesn't succeed at the box office. And the damnedest thing about it was... Oh, shit. And the damnedest thing about it was Blade was not marketed to people as a superhero movie and it was also not marketed to kids but if you go watch Blade it does kind of have that template that a lot of hero movies have Mm -hmm. but what I enjoyed about it was there is humor in Blade but it's very like quick and subtle Mm -hmm. when you get to the sequel now superhero movies are in full force we're in a post Spider-Man world that Spider-Man is on everybody's lunchbox and in everybody's game system and in my nightmares uh, <clears throat> <laughs> we get to that point <clears throat> when Blade 2 comes out everybody was expecting it to be a little more you know, child friendly Guillermo del Toro handles it and it is they upped the swearing in that movie where it is not for kids like I, I, I can't show a kid the first two Blade movies I can show them the one with the cancer patient because this guy was cancer throughout the 2000s until he got to play the superhero with cancer and he finally got to be successful. Mm-hmm. For all the love everybody may have for this fucking guy, Ryan Reynolds was cancer back in the day. You want to kill a franchise? You put Ryan Reynolds in it. That was the name of the game back in the day. 
Ryan Reynolds in the early 2000s was in every failing franchise you can ever think of. So why is he so why is he successful? Because he has a nice smile and people masturbate to him. That's why. Oh <laughs> in other in other terms, someone else. Do people ma- do, someone. Do, do, do people masturbate to the scene in which he's he's masturbating in Deadpool? Yes. You know somebody out there did. <laughs> someone out there did. We know. Not me. Did. I swear. I didn't. I, well. I just spent an hour calling him the most deadly disease to humankind. <laughs> Do you think I did? <laughs> I don't know. But Wait, no, okay, no right. sorry. To your point, uh, though. I'm stuck on two points. One, you called Deadpool a superhero. He's not. <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to be honest with you. He's not, but in those fucking movies, he is. For all the yeah. boasting they say he's not in those movies, they sure as hell made him out to be one. Oh, man. By the way, oh. someone responded to your Henry Cavill slander. You better apologize. <laughs> I, did see, I, I saw who that someone was. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in trouble. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna get some extra last names. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you clarify that you love Henry Cavill and could live without anything else in the, in the Superman uh, Man of Steel movie, then yeah, I think you'll be fine. Oh, he's a, he, he's a great Superman. He looks the part. <laughs> I mean, like he, he 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 looks exactly like Superman. It's kind of amazing, but I just don't like that movie. I was actually waiting to see if they would eventually do a straightforward Superman sequel, and then see him go from there. You know, like, all right, this is what didn't work in the first one. Let's get it rolling in the second one and see what happens, kind of thing. Unfortunately, we didn't get there. DC fans are. DC fans are with Batman the way Marvel fans are with Wolverine. They just can't help but inject Batman and the Joker into everything. But it's weird because it's like you can't you know you say like you can't um you cannot inject Batman into things, but at the same time, like you have a Batman film, you cannot help but inject Joker into it I'm just like why are you having contingencies for your drugs it's like you have <laughs> like why am I taking ketamine for my heroin addiction yeah pretty much is what it's like it's like they don't they can't help it right like they're just like oh now we gotta bring this guy and this guy like I remember when the MCU was being founded right the one critique I heard about Captain America the first Avenger and my friend Anthony at the time was like furious because he's like, I just want to enjoy the movie. Everybody said, why is it Wolverine there? I really wanted to see, I came here to see Wolverine and Cap fight alongside because Wolverine was in the original, was in that war and he fought alongside Captain. It's like, bro, they're different studios. Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> like it because Wolverine's not in it. <laughs> And like talk these people out of it, they can get out their ass, <laughs> like up their ass about it. Like, nope, it's not, it's not a thing. Yeah, if people want their Wolverine, give them their Wolverine. Well, I, that's I, how we have Deadpool three. <laughs> project, that's how we have Deadpool three. Yeah, about goddamn time. Almost eight years later, and box seats gone. 
button, Wolverine. <laughs> button I was okay without <laughs> third Deadpool, to be honest. I was okay. I was okay without that branch of the X-Men anymore. I was okay with everybody coming back saying, let's do some youth, let's get some youth, fresh faces in here to be the X-Men. Instead, they want to make the next Avengers movie central to our 2000s nostalgia. I don't know if you'd heard who they're thinking about having their two lead in two lead their two lead running men be. No, I, I, I tuned out. Who's gonna be? So Secret Wars, because it's about the multiverse fighting Kang and all this shit. They're thinking about yeah. getting Toby Maguire's Spider Man and Wolverine. To be the center focus, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine um, to the center focus for that. I do recall seeing a random like article. I never read it. I just saw like the the um the, like so the, like they're actually throwing the dump truck full of money at their house and hoping that they bite and say yeah let's do this. Yeah, and Tobey Maguire is, is um a different. I forgot which oh, universe Spider Man he's playing because it has like um a weird like a, a costume that I, I seen from the like the, the CW Flash is it was weird. I'm like, what Spider Man is he playing? Cause oh, he's playing the Spider Man from my fucking nightmares. And I hated that Spider Man with like uh, undying vengeance. <laughs> this is a different type of Spider Man from your nightmares. He is. <laughs> Okay. Hey, uh, Red, you ever seen Pulp Fiction? I have. Yeah, you remember that scene where Marcellus Wallace was crossing the street with the donuts? I think so. Right, and Bruce Willis is in the car? Uh-huh. Yeah, and then he runs him over, right? Um, I don't... Bruce Willis yeah. stops at a red light. Bing Rames is crossing the street with the donuts in his hand, turns over, says, motherfucker, pulls out a gun, and run, the other guy runs him over. They re okay. they, they re did it on The Simpsons a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I am Bruce Willis, and Tobey Maguire were to walk in front of my car the same way I would gun it and just keep on going. <laughs> Is that what you dream about? Yes. But he just keeps coming back and getting the car with webs. It's like... My goodness! All right, I guess this is the part of the podcast where I say we here at the Gaslight House do not condone the physical violence. No, uh, we're men. fascinated. We're fascinated with fictional violence, but we abhor real violence. And this is where uh, Punk and Jack himself does condone <laughs> physical violence if it's to prevent, <laughs> if it's to prevent shitty fucking movies being made with shitty fucking actors who should have retired years ago. Yes, we abhor actual violence with, um, uh, ad admittedly, not so rare exceptions. Innocent people, right? But if it's a, to get Hugh Jackman to stop doing another Wolverine movie, to stop satisfying those movie fanboys, <laughs> please, please, please tap into your inner Tanya Harding and get out there and go make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ends justify the means. Don't they I? definitely do. Okay. <laughs> I definitely tried. <laughs> so alright back to the worst movies we've ever seen Man of Steel was a rabbit hole I think we didn't mean to so earlier today that was a can of worms and a barrel of monkeys yes it was <laughs> and just to tap off on that one people don't want Wolverine they want the Hugh Jackman version of Wolverine she's right yeah 
Because actual yeah. Wolverine yeah. is not Hugh Jackman, if we're no. being comic accurate. Isn't Wolverine like five foot? Yes, he's, he's a five man. foot. He's kind of like fuzzy. He's furry as all shit. He's not really attractive or grim looking. He doesn't look anything like Hugh Jackman. Like Correct. Correct. That's true. Like sometimes an actor just embodies a character so much that we wouldn't like. We would rather have the guy, like that guy, doing the character or no one at all. Yeah, and that's kind of what it is with Wolverine. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest with you. There was one character which I feel was wasted in the movie. I did like Liev Schreiber's Sabretooth. That I did like his interpretation of Sabretooth. If there were. Multiverse, if you want me to go pay for your movie and see it in theaters, bring back Liev Schreiber as Sabretooth. I know Tobey Maguire gets 30 cents of my dollar for every time I go see that movie, but I will gladly give Liev Schreiber 5 cents of my money to go see that movie. <laughs> give me a cameo and I'll go. And Bruce Campbell as Mysterio. Finally. Yeah, that's a hidden Easter egg for you Spider-Man oh, fans. Bruce Campbell was in all three of those terrible goddamn movies because they actually had... He's Mysterio. Bruce Campbell was Mysterio before Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't want to hear anything else about it. <laughs> yeah, see? I got somebody to agree with me on Sabretooth. I'm happy. Validation for the win. <laughs> <laughs> so, worst movie I've seen was actually touched upon by Bolt on the way in. It was a movie that I, my brother one day came home from Blockbuster with. I have to set the tone for this one. Because you'll be like, why would you rent that? Back in the day, rentals were like $4 for not a new release, right? So back in the day, Blockbuster had this 30-day movie pass, right? You could buy, you could get unlimited rentals for a month if you paid the $30, you could literally just check in three movies at a time, right? It was a pretty good deal, especially back in the day. That's how I wound up watching a lot of weird movies, because, like, movies we would never rent, we would go rent them then, right? We, like, cleared out the video store. So, my brother one day, he came home with this movie called Axum. Uh... It looked like your typical slasher, camper in the woods type deal, right? And then uh, he's we he was we were all tired. We all went to sleep. We were playing Halo all night or some shit. I can't remember what we were playing. Point is, we weren't there for it. We didn't watch it. He stayed up. He had a beer. He watched it by himself. He watched the whole thing by himself. After he watched the whole thing by himself. He comes back, and he's we, we, me and my cousin wake up. He's like, guys, yeah, you need to watch this, like now. And he sits us down. <laughs> so the first thing you see is that this is obviously shot on a home camera. This is not shot on a. This is not shot on a nine millimeter. It's not shot on a good camera. It's not none of that stuff. It's shot on a one of those home cameras that you would see your home movies filmed in in like the 90s right and some incoherent old man babbling and then he gets stabbed in the end by some weird monster and then flash forward to a random party with these people that can't act or talking 
flash forward to a party and then randomly somebody gets killed <laughs> and then you can kind of see that something breaks midway through the movie and then there's a, some random scene of the lady running and then it's a double take and the lady's running again at which point my brains broke and I fucking turned off the movie I'm like, alright we're done here I'm gonna go rot my brain with some Tony Hawk's Underground so I can't do this shit anymore and we actually watched that one that is uh, that takes the cake in the most disjointed movie I have ever had the displeasure of watching <laughs> it's not even like I would the thing is I would suggest it to people to go watch it but it's not even like you can withstand the stupidity when you sit down and watch that one it is very tough <laughs> for anybody to watch that and enjoy themselves mm-hmm. I have one more that I've seen that was fucking god awful we, we, thank you Blockbuster I know you're in another life in another world you're gone there's only one of you left all the way in uh, Oregon and I heard that one's having bad times staying afloat too but I will say the following. <clears throat> Thank you for exposing me to a lot of shit. So much so that when I see movies that people hate, I'm just thankful to get a cohesive film sometimes. Thank you for that. So, <laughs> there was a movie called The Item that I watched on Christmas Eve one day. <laughs> Uh, uh, it, it, it already sounds bad. Oh man! So it's it starts out it, it starts out as a fucking heist movie. Now my brother and I thought it was like a legit monsters monsters jeepers creepers s style film because of the post the cover right, and they don't show you the monster on the pictures in the back. They just show you the cover. We thought it was gonna be cool. So we wind up renting this movie and in the very beginning it's these gangsters getting into a shootout these thieves getting into a shootout with these transvestites strap in they decide to take cracks at the Asian transvestite dude they take shots they take shots at the guy they jabs at the guy being too fat and they can't shoot him and they steal this box this is like 20 years ago, I can't really still remember. This is how bad it was. It's like scarred in my head. They steal the box, and the whole point is they're waiting for a supplier to come buy the box. They don't know what it is. And then they get into a fight, and these thieves open the box. And you see the monster. It is a melted E.T. puppet. And this is supposed to be the scary monster. The E.T. <laughs> puppet with black eyes that can do mental manipulation and causes people to hurt themselves. And then in the end it has sex with someone. Then the person kills himself afterwards. The end. <laughs> Alright, you, you lost me there. Yeah, I, I lost myself after that one. I was only 13 years old. I was innocent, and I didn't deserve to see that, but I did. <laughs> All right, who can top those? Let's see. 
I'm not even sure what I want to talk about. <laughs> All right, well, let's rephrase Why are we it. putting ourselves through this? I don't know. You propose a subject. Bad movies. That's where we'll my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all right, fine. Like, you know what's another really bad movie that I actually wa- we didn't walk out of, but I was like one of the last people sitting in the theater at. Anybody ever see House of the Dead? Oh, have I? I might have. That sounds familiar. <laughs> so, I'm in my thirties. I didn't deserve to listen to that description. <laughs> Amen, Morley Gray. Amen. <laughs> that we went to see house of the dead when it first came out it was like the beginning of the zombie craze right it was excited and shit resident evil was just knocking it out of the park with our first movie and then we go see house of the dead by uva bowl you guys know who a bowl is no should i no see uva bowl is this really interesting german director uh, we're gonna get into some shit now so he's this German director, right? And he's responsible for the big, all of the biggest flops of like the late two thousands. He was the for some reason he was able to get his hands on a lot of video game movie adaptations and some fantasy film adaptations. So he was able to get his hands on on House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain. And I think it was a dungeon siege in the name of the king with Jason Statham. He got like all these movies that came out under his watch, right? Blood Rain was a very popular video game in the early 2000s. You played this lady vampire, like Underworld for Underworld was a thing. He got all these movies under his belt. And they all flopped and they were like poorly received. But we didn't know that at the time, right? So we went to see House of the Dead. And this movie was fucking terrible. Everybody walked out of the theater. It even has like a moment where like, you know, when people are fighting and there's music in the background, like they actually switch the track and just keep fighting the zombies midway through. Made no sense. Terrible movie. They even had the glowing eyes and the zombies, which was like so fucking corny back in the day at that point. But, you know, people went for it. They let it go. They, they didn't go for it. I mean, they, they, they just walked out of the theater midway through. But I'll tell you the interesting thing about Uwe Boll. So after like 10 years of making terrible fucking movies, right? He tried to get the rights to that movie World of Warcraft, which still wound up flopping anyway. You know, if you guys remember that one, like 2018 World of Warcraft? He tried to oh, get that. Oh, I forgot all about that. We all yeah. wanted to, but he tried to get that movie and he couldn't get it. And he was pissed that he couldn't get it. So... He went and put out an ad that said, I want to everybody who talks shit about my movies only talks shit about them because they don't have the balls to say it to my face. If you are so strong, I will rent out a ring and I challenge you guys to a fight. five people who were his biggest detractors all responded we'll take you on he's these fucking old and then he he actually got them all in the ring one by one he beat up all of his critics 
And that's some shit. One by one, he beat up all of his critics. He got them in a boxing match each, and he won all of his fights. Whether to this day it's fixed or not, nobody I mean, knows. I mean, I kind of wish that's how the monk debates worked. Monk? <laughs> it's it's an organization that 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 um hosts like t t televised d d uh, d debates. Well, I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> if in 2016 we would have gotten to see a formal fist fight between Hillary and Trump, that that would have been the best moment in TV Hills history. Yeah. What, two old people fighting? <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious when you see it on YouTube. Well, well I... Is it? I mean, yes. <laughs> after, I mean, after Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock, Chris Rock immediately said, that was the greatest moment in television history. Because it was. <laughs> it was. It wasn't a fight. It was an ambush. <laughs> that. Was well, it an ambush? He saw him I mean, walking. Well, yeah, he, yeah, okay, okay, yes, he, he saw him. smacked him. But he didn't think he was going to get hit. Okay. So it wasn't planned. So therefore, ambush. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, he kind of sucker punched him. He was like, hey, he thought he was going to like shake his hand and he hit him across the face. Then he did that thing. Where you try to be cool, you know, and you kind of like move the jacket a little bit. You know what I mean? Walk back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like a, Yeah, cool. I just did that shit sort of thing, yeah. yeah. It was not cool. <laughs> it was one of those moments I was like... Actually, no, I'll be honest with you. It was funny as all hell <laughs> when it was over. I'm like, oh, wait, that happened. It was funny because... I mean, it was funny because Chris Rock made it funny. Chris Rock made it funny, and that was the only thing anybody cared about the Oscars that year. Who won Best Movie? Oh, I have no idea who was even nominated. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Will Smith won an award right after the fact because everybody raged to high heaven that he was allowed to go collect it and win it. Yeah. But who, who won the like? What what were the categories that year? What was anybody doing? Like none of the nobody cares about the Oscars anymore. Well. Nobody cared. Like people, it was the one year that people cared as much about best picture as they've always cared about best sound design. Pretty much. Yeah. Although, in all fairness, for the past few years, I would be lying if I said I saw the best picture at the Oscars. I haven't really even paid attention to it. No, they suck now. In the past like, few years, yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. I, I think it just became increasingly not relevant. Also, like it it got like I I became a little wise as to how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, um, not not just how it works, but how there's a there's a clear genre bias. Like you you know how um uh, there's the term uh, uh um um uh, Oscar bait. Yeah. So like. If it's a war movie or a movie about racism or a movie like you know, there's a certain or a movie about um, uh, royalty. Yeah, like it, it's all kind of the, the, the same movies mm -hmm. that get nominated. Yeah, historical pieces too. Don't forget. That. Yeah, yeah. People just talking for like three hours at a fucking time, and you're like, all right, yeah. I'm paying like twenty dollars to come sit in the movies to watch you talk in a fucking pantaloon outfit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's not that I don't think that those are interesting topics for movies. Um, uh, like, 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 you know, I do enjoy all those kinds of movies, but it's just the fact that it's always those ones that get nominated. It's like you can kind of tell when a movie is sort of fishing for a nomination. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, Morley Gray just brought up a good point. The best movies that are chosen are rarely that good and they absolutely discriminate. Yeah. The Oscar board absolutely hates horror. Yes. They absolutely hate superhero movies. They're like begrudgingly giving them any any attention these days. (laughs) Like, you know, like they're biting their teeth and they're just like, you're getting something for sound design. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but that's like a bare minimum because that's all they have now. Yeah, the sound design. That, that's what they want to give them though. Like they're not gonna give them anything else. Like they they just don't want to. Uh, back like to basically like on horror's sake, right? To me, the best cinematographer in horror is a director that I'm not a super duper big fan of. But I can't, I can't deny his cinematography skills. Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't deny Rob Zombie's ability to paint a picture with the lens. Like guy, interesting. Yeah, like his movies are fucking beautifully shot. I, I wish the subject matter were a little less tense, right? In a Rob Zombie movie, but yeah. he has a really beautiful way of playing with color. He has a very beautiful way of like making something look like a picture that's moving along and it's like wild and it's wacky. I mean, if I ever, if I were a big producer, if I were a big, big producer, the one super, I know he would never do it too. Like I would have to empty out my bank account to get Rob Zombie to do this. I would like to see Rob Zombie do a Batman movie. Oh, um, do you want him to do the killing joke? Because that's a good one that comes to mind for him. For Rob Zombie? He already yeah. did a better Joker than half of the ones WB's taken out. Go look up Doomhead in 31. The opening monologue of 31. Like. Yeah, like, there's a signature to it. Like, the opening monologue in 31, that's the Joker. To me. Like, that's. That's the Joker. Like that's as close to a comic book accurate cinematic Joker as we're ever gonna get. That one. Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job, but as far as the comic books go, like this unhinged cannibal looking type guy, because the Joker's committed every crime in the book in the comics. Like he's not there's Wait, nothing every? S- Yeah. The Joker has committed every kind of crime in the comics. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's. Com- I don't think the Joker's committed sexual assault. Yes, yes. No, if you're thinking of the Barbara Gordon, no. Um, uh, Brian Azzarello's, uh the Joker, Brian Azzarello. He did it. It's you. You see it after the fact. Oof. That's nasty. Joker in the comic books has committed every kind of crime you could possibly think of. Yeah, I will dig into that later. That's uh, why like, has he has he shot a a big game animal without a license? <laughs> I think he did that in the fucking Adam West one. <laughs> I feel like he did. 
<laughs> well, I'll show you, Batman. I'm going to go hunting without a license. How dare you, you crying clown of Pagliacci. I'll get you. <laughs> has he moaned... Has he mown his lawn while dressed as Elvis in Sweden? No, I wouldn't be surprised if he had. I I've heard that is illegal. In Sweden. In Sweden, yeah. At one point. Well, the Swedes have a lot of weird laws. But no, like in but, all seriousness, uh, yes. Uh, two things, just to come back. Rob Zombie does have his signature to the style of the films that he's that he does. And yes, there's again why Rob Zombie handling the Joker would be way more, mm. way more accurate. Uh, it's implied in another story too, the essay. I've, I'm not. I have to dig into it, but to my understanding, it's implied also that he kidnapped the kid or one of the kids that got kidnapped or something like that. I have to mm. dig up which story that was. But with uh, Rob Zombie behind the Joker, you would, in theory, now really want Batman to fucking kill him. And then that would make you hate Batman even more. Because Batman absolutely refuses to kill the Joker. <laughs> yeah? Like, I, that's, that's one story, that's one film that I would, like, I would personally like to have seen Rob Zombie do. Rob Zombie's Batman. The other Rob Zombie film, which is an obscure superhero movie I would like to have seen him do, is... Uh, anybody know who Etrigan the Demon is? Oh, that's a that's an interesting comic book character. Yeah, that's another one. <clears throat> I don't know that one. He's Jason Blood? No. Jason Blood is this immortal who walks through time because his soul is stitched with this demon inside of him called Etrigan. He's kind of like, uh, there is a Marvel equivalent to this guy, right? Bolt, like, uh, the Etrigan. I want to say the Hulk. Hulk. I feel like he's Ghost Rider mixed with Hulk. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. so he's the magic version of Hulk and Ghost Rider. Yeah. Because he's magic based, which they do magic weird in DC. Yeah, like the counter to Doctor Strange in my book in DC is Constantine. Oh, not Doctor mm. Fate. No, Doctor Fate, because Doctor Fate is not the dude. Doctor Fate is the helmet. Yeah, it, well, yeah. To me, well, Doctor Fate is like the cape that Doctor Strange carries around. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you you'll get different appearings on that because people say, "Oh, what about Satana on this or um, Zatara?" I'll argue, I'll argue Satana on that end too. Yeah, it's but just like DC more... has a of magic users. You could just swap in and out at any given point. I would not put in John Constantine though. He's a good example of horror with a uh, with magic and a comics all mold into one. Nothing ends well for him. It just doesn't. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Uh, it's what's sad is like his movie franchise didn't end very well, and those were actually good movies too. Yeah, shout out to um, Keanu Reeves. Yep, shout out to Keanu Reeves, and his show got canceled too. It's fucking annoying. But he did appear in the CW, um, <laughs> in the um, Arrowverse. 
Was he, wasn't he in the Arrowverse and it didn't really mount to anything because he wasn't doing anything cool anyway? Yeah, I mean, they got two seasons out of him as far as last time I checked. But yeah. Like Magic. I'll be honest with you, one day I think we should all sit down and talk about our favorite. Well, actually, I'll just ask you guys a question right now. Did you guys ever get to check out any horror comics when you were kids? I have never ventured in, into that world. Same. I only bre- have brief um, um, brushes with horror comics. But yeah, not really. Really? They had some of the best drawings when I was a kid. When you would track them down. They were hard to track down. Just like, mm-hmm. First off, like I wasn't allowed into any of the comic book shops when I was very little. I should get into them. I actually um, have a friend who who uh, draws for horror comics. Oh, cool! Which one? Yeah, his name is Josh Hickston. And which comic books does he draw for? Let's see. Let me see. Um, I'm a bad friend. I haven't checked them out. Oh, someone just added himself. Don't share this link. Red, <laughs> but you always. Did I just say that publicly? I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna okay, cut this one up and post it up on TikTok. That's gonna happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe we should edit these. Okay. I've already said. I've already said a few things that I. Well, at now, least so. Morley Gray <laughs> is upset with the fact that um, Batman refuses to kill a, a literal murdering psychopath. Yeah. He does. Like it's um, that's one of those things. Like there's no way you can like justify that after a while, other than that the writers just don't want to let it go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Like the writers at the end of the day, they, they just don't. The the writers are in love with the Joker and they just refuse to let him go. It's it's very concerning. It is like. I, that's a character in my book that should have kicked the bucket a while ago. <laughs> but it never does. There's only like a handful of authors that have ever pulled the trigger on killing the Joker. Hmm. Frank Miller being one of them. Oh, good old Frank Miller. But it was satisfying though when he killed the Joker. <laughs> it was very satisfying when he killed the Joker. Yeah, Batman actually. Did. I mean, granted, he didn't mean to. He, he meant he, to kill the Joker. He broke his neck. Yeah, but not fully. I'm just like, how do you not break someone's neck? You know, it, like it was. It was interesting. Like he had to break it himself. I'm just like, wait, does that count? Because he didn't kill him. The kill the Joker killed himself. I made you break your one rule, and they'll hang you for it. <laughs> Yeah. That when I when that was animated, that was ugh. that was my uh, favorite animated Batman movie. Yeah, I love part two more than part one. They're like, both I mean, good. I like. Yeah, they're both. both of them. Part two was better than part one. Cause I love, of, yeah, because that that whole thing when like Two Face and the Joker and everything. But I I actually did enjoy both of them equally. I like that fight with the mutant leader when it was animated. Ah uh, yeah, John, you need to go. Uh, yes. You need to go check those out upon possible. You too, Red. It. You need to check those out upon possible. <laughs> Wait, have you ever seen those, Red? Did you ever watch with DC, the WB's animated stuff? 
No, I was I was strictly a Nickelodeon kid. No, like the WB animated stuff is new. It's been coming out within like the oh, past oh, oh, the new stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I haven't. Oh, their animated movies are way better than the shit that they give us in theaters. Ah. Like way better. And the animation is really sweet on those films. Which one should I start with? Ooh. I would say I would pick the one I like to watch every so often. I'll just give you my favorite one when I watch. Justice League the New Frontier. It's drawn like a uh, art deco noir. It's like it has like that sixties comic. So I actually did like that one. I watch that one whenever I get a chance. That looks cool. The other one is what we we're just talking about now, the Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Part yeah. one and two. That one was also <laughs> Those are actually really fun to watch too. Like it's like watching Frank Miller's interpretation come to life. Then uh, another one that I enjoyed was Green Lantern: First Flight. Like the use of the CGI mixed with the hand-drawn animation in that one, mm-hmm. like in the green shining off of everything in the sky, it was awesome. Those are like my top picks like back to round out with the top five uh i liked enter what was it shadow of the dragon or shadow that's that's the one right uh, i don't know if you saw that one bolt with the uh, corrupt on my list. Uh, shadow of the dragon right that's what it was called though yeah hold on I'll just, let me just pull it up Or actually, instead of that one, I would actually say Justice League Dark. Yeah, either that or um, Constantine City of Demons. <laughs> yeah, like those two are also bad. I, I, those are great films. Uh, I, I, the, the writing I team is better movie. over there. Oh, cool. Yeah, the Constantine one looks cool. Yeah, they're they're all cool. Like I I will sit here and endorse those movies left and right. Those are yeah. I remember like I remember liking the live action Constantine with Keanu Reeves. You know what? I really did like that movie. That was that was a missed chance back in the early two thousands. Constantine is that was another one of those films that was advertised, but it wasn't advertised as a superhero film until much later. Because mm. if you go look, yeah, at it's kind of it, it's kind of had a comeback. Well, yeah, because we are the people that really did like it. We're now all adults, and we want a sequel. And we want to see Keanu go back and do and do the Joker. Yeah, do the Joker. I'm looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> we want to see. Ke- Can you imagine that Keanu uses? <laughs> that would be so. I would love to see that. Ah. Well, Batman, what do you say I have the bomb here? (laughs) (laughs) All I would see is like a Joker with the abilities of Batman and just mowing down random people in droves. Oh, Batman, 
again. Why so serious, though, Batman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, why do you dress like Batman? <laughs> Can't believe. You know, have you ever seen The Devil's Advocate? Yes, a long time ago. Yeah, I really like that movie. That's really good. It's not quite a horror movie, but it's creepy and it's the right subject matter. And it's long, too. It's like almost three hours. Yeah, my dad made the mistake of taking me to that when I was in the third grade. Oh, oh that's a big mistake. Yep. Yeah. I hated Al Pacino for like two years after I saw that movie. My dad's like, your mother's not here. Nobody else is here. Just me, you, and your brother. We're going to go watch this. And then I was just confused and tired. My ass hurt. <laughs> you know, you're sitting for too long. You're a kid and your ass goes numb. <laughs> like, my ass is numb. My ass is numb. I want to get the fuck out of here already. <laughs> Movie sucks. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> I saw, like, clips of it and I want to rewatch it because it looks like it's... I want to watch it as an adult now that the trauma has since faded well, away. <laughs> I really like it. There, I mean, there. That I, if uh, I hope you, man, when you were a kid, I hope you closed your eyes <laughs> during this one scene. It's pretty horrific. But is it the uh, one where Charlize Theron is in the shower and not, you know, uh, in a sexy way? Like she's kind of. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a violent scene. There was a lot of uh, violence. It never really sheltered me from violence like that. Okay. Yeah. But if I had to go back and watch it, I'll probably be like, oh, okay, this is this. All right, yeah, so that's my homework for this week. I'm always giving people homework. I have homework now. I'm going Hey. <laughs> if you Full give report. me homework, I'm going to do it, all right? Tomorrow I'm this, not working, so I'll watch The is... Devil's Advocate tomorrow. God. Your assignment, I want the report on my desk by noon on Monday. I'm going to send it to that Statler Waldorf and Bitches Chat. You tempt me. That's not my desk. I want it on my desk. <laughs> oh, you want me to go all the way to the middle of the country and give it I to do. you there? Yeah. Dude, I will do it. <laughs> when I'm in Colorado, I will throw this shit at your desk. Like, there you go, edit it. I will do it. <laughs> it. It's 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 your assignment. It's I'm, in my spiral. It's in my spiral bound book. I have it down. I'm expecting it. All right. Well, this is gonna happen. <laughs> I'm going to send one part of the. Re What's the subject of the report? Are we doing a book report? Because I already forgot how to do those. It's been years. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you an assignment sheet. Oh, jeez. All right, send and, it on our and a chat. rubric. A, a rubric, a rubric with grading standards. All right, send it on this chat. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I need a challenge. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch The Devil's Advocate tomorrow and await my assignment. I better get an assignment. I'm not revisiting bad trauma. We're not having an assignment. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that's helping me out here. If I'm not getting, if I, if I'm not getting points, then I don't want. To. Grade me, Lisa. Somebody, somebody, grade me. 
Feed me, graze me. I need structure. <laughs> All right. So, the student zombie. Oh my god. There was actually a very funny story with that zombie thing that came up earlier this week. Remember that scene where Homer shoots Shakespeare? Is that in a treehouse of horror? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, he goes through the school hallway and then he shoots. Show's over, Shakespeare. And he fucking hits him over the head with the <laughs> hits him with the rifle over the head. I had a similar thing pop up. We were watching. I was watching this movie this week. You no, know, Crystal was at work, and for some reason, like somebody's my phone goes off as this guy punches a zombie. Shows over Shakespeare, and I'm like, these are those yeah. times I wish I had someone recording that. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yes. So, what other horrible films have you guys seen? Can't just be the end of it. Just one. Not every film you've seen is a knockout hit. Do this. Let me think. There's the there's the Netflix live adaptation of Death Note. Oh my god. Also, like, I was gonna say the Room, but the thing is, like, I had to watch what was supposed oh, yeah. Oh, the Room. I owned a uh, copy of that for a long time. Oh, man. Like, are you surprised I, I had a copy of that? No, I'm not. Surprised. <laughs> I, I am not. <laughs> there are more errors in the man in the DVD menu. It, it, it's fucking awesome. There's just <laughs> more errors in the menu. It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse as you go through the menu, and it's like it's misspelling and grammatical errors and you can tell us to pump this out for like 10 bucks he paid somebody 10 bucks to do this for him that's a telling sign of like you made a mistake of purchasing this product we're gonna, we're gonna make you see that I didn't pay for it somebody gifted me that That they, they must hate you <laughs> they clearly must hate you well, I mean events jokes on been. them I mean jokes on them they're the one that, that spent money on it yeah, they paid like three dollars on eBay back in like twenty twelve for it. Well, no one wins then. <laughs> well, Everybody loses. Yep. Oh no, because I actually did have a lot of fun watching that. That movie was horrible, but it was. That's fun. why. I'd, yeah, it was horrible. It was like it was a it was a it was a fun watch, especially if you saw Disaster Artist right after. Well, see, I saw it before Disaster Artist was a thing. Oh, so you just suffered for no good reason. I suffered because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> and it was funny. It was hilarious. Really? All right. Have you ever seen that movie in its whole? Oh, I did. I I, I, I didn't see it sober, but I saw it. I saw it sober. I was, I was, I was forced to. Red, have you ever seen that movie in its entire sure. <laughs> No, I haven't. Oh my god. Well, okay. All right. You're still so, talking about the room, right? Yes. All right. Yeah. So one day, I have, I, I have heard that. some. Yeah. I mean, I have heard something about how um, 
some argued that it was like intentionally bad that the guy knows what he's doing but not intentionally (laughs) bad (laughs) (laughs) oh if only oh if only he was not some kind of Andy Kaufman-esque you know comedian who was playing a joke on all of us that was not that that was a legit dude trying to tell an artistic picture, a statistic story about himself who had no idea and a lot of money, which he never told anybody how he made. He's not in jail, so that speaks volumes to something. I'm not sure what. <laughs> it speaks volumes. So, fun mm-hmm. fact, one time I got into an argument with somebody. Was it over the room? So, I can't remember what the hell we were arguing about, and then at some point, I just kind of, like, divested myself from the argument, like, I had had enough already. Mm-hmm. And I started, I shouted into the phone, No, you're lying, I never said that! You're tearing me apart! Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's what happens when you mentally check out, right? Yeah. I don't really care anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I don't no, that's care. the proper response when you're mentally checked out. <laughs> you no, do that. No, like <laughs> that's not how you properly mentally check out. You mentally check out by saying... So I do that, and then my ears started ringing. I couldn't tell why. It was them screaming into the phone. Fuck you. Why did you bring a movie reference into this? This is a legitimate <laughs> conversation we're having. <laughs> Can't you stop making jokes for five seconds? No. That was one. Lovely. But yes. The uh, the room aside, that's an easy low-hanging fruit. I mean, so is the um, Netflix adaptation of Death Note. That was... Uh, it, it was... Uh, it was. I only want to call it a movie. That's just an insult to the source material. You know what it is? Why is it that Netflix can't seem to make an adaptation right? They finally did. It took it took over a decade, but they finally did it. Is that what it is? It took them like trial and error because I was looking forward to a lot of their adaptations in the beginning, and then I'm like, okay, I learned my lesson, and I just stopped. <laughs> it was after Death Note. I'm like, I stopped. This is where I stopped right here. But do you like Sandman? I actually need to watch that because Same I was that. scared by everything else. So I want to now go watch Sandman. I've heard it's really good. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I don't know the comic or the show, but I just know of it being a comic and a show, and some people have various opinions on it. Uh, I think the fiancé might have watched it. Mm. She likes that dark fantasy stuff. Like, lighter dark fantasy I think mm-hmm. I. S- Wait, what? Light, well, dark? Lighter. Light, light, dark, light, dark fantasy. Lighter, lighter, dark fantasy. Oh, lighter. Okay. That is still an oxymoron. <laughs> well, it's like, like less... light, dark fantasy, comedy, drama. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Now you just hurting me with words. But you know, <laughs> right, like, I'll give you an example of like the granddaddy of all dark fantasy, right? Bolt, that. Why was I trying to say that? Bolt knows uh, hey, which one I'm yeah, talking about. My stutter is contagious. My stutter is because I'm about to bring up like something really fucking dark. <laughs> uh, 
I talk about it all the time. It's just whenever I I feel like that kid and I feel like that Robin Williams and Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see that movie again. Now. That's a great uh, movie. Uh, no more b- banana leaves. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. People are like, Carlos, what's the worst movie? Mm. Somebody came up to me and said that the worst film they had ever seen was The the Eternals, that the one that came out. Oh, Eternal Sunshine? No, No, Eternals from the MCU. Good thing you don't know. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And then I looked at them in the eye and I gave them the Robin Williams spiel. I've seen things in your nightmares that you've only seen in your nightmares. I've seen (laughs) things you'd never even dream of. I know what true horror, true horrid things look like. (laughs) Most people had never even seen in their dreams. Yeah, that was... My, I think I won that competition on the way in, huh? I swung a little too hard. Worst movie. <laughs> oh, you think? I'm pretty sure that was a borderline war crime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You want to tell our lovely audience the, the film in question now that you build up this um, suspense? Look, I saw The Item and I saw Axum. And the other film that I saw that sucked, the other person that I was bringing up before, which it apparently is beloved by some people. You guys ever see the Thomas Crown Affair? No. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I need to hear. Just don't. Don't do that to yourself. My brother and sister dragged me to go see that when I was a kid, and I'm like, this movie makes no sense. I'm going to go home. Watching rich guys (laughs) just do things for a couple hours, be rich and posh and fancy, and I'm like, okay. I'm done here. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go home, play Torak. Fuck this. I want to go home. There he is. There actually was one other. Yeah, yeah, you ever seen... oh, go for it. You ever seen a movie called The, the Perfection? No, please explain this film's imperfections. So the perfection, it's about a couple of classical cellists that are um, so one of them is going to like this very prestigious training academy that the other one has already been going to for a few years. And uh, it, 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 it's a horror movie. It's twisty turny, but overall I don't like it. And I think one of the reasons I don't like it is because I think that the people behave unrealistically. Define unrealistically. So, do you mind spoilers? How old is this movie? It's like three years old, I think. All right. Twenty eighteen. Well, if you haven't, something like that, yeah. If you haven't seen it by, it's like almost four or five years. If you haven't seen it by now, you're not gonna see it. So. Yeah. Go nuts. Spoilers warnings on this episode. Sure, this sure. I, I, I mean, I'll do like a mid-film spoiler. All right. Um, yeah. Well, well, oh, no, actually, in order for me to explain why it doesn't make sense, I do need to spoil the movie. Anyway, okay. So, <laughs> anyway, so give people time to exit if they don't want to hear spoilers. And, okay, we're good. So it turns out that this uh, classical cello or uh this 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 um conservatory 
uh, where people go to live and learn how to uh, play classical cello, uh, there is abuse going on, uh, like some kind of sexual abuse. And the one girl is trying to keep the other girl from going because she doesn't want her to go through the same thing that she did. But to do that, she, I think it's that she drugs the girl and then she cuts off her hands so that she just can't play cello anymore. So she can't, so she can't um, go to the uh, uh, academy. I think I have this right. And I'm just sort of like wringing my hair going like, why don't you just tell her about what's going on? Like, you don't have to cut her hands off. Because then there would be no drama to the film. Yes, there would there would be no movie. But I mean, I think that I think that the I think the way you structure a plot does make it. It there does need to be some reason for there to be a movie. So, we were actually talking about this one a while ago with Morally Gray. Like, there's some tropes that are out there for the express purpose, right, of just making drama. That makes mm -hmm. absolutely no sense, and you didn't need to do this. The people that never, for some reason, like, if someone were to have, if two people in conflict were to actually just sit down and talk about it, this would be resolved a lot faster, right? But for some reason, there's always this trope where they purposely don't talk so that they can just prolong the drama. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, why, why, why is that? Wouldn't it, wouldn't two people, like, just sit down and talk? I'm looking at Cobra Kai. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Cobra Kai, I'm looking at you. Yeah, but they finally addressed it. Four they seasons finally... later. Uh, oh, shit. I don't have my Netflix no no more. I don't have Netflix anymore. <laughs> don't worry, I got you on that. Don't worry. I have to go watch Cobra Kai. Shit. There. I held it off for so long, and we're going into the final season. Okay, you haven't yeah. seen season five yet, then. Nah, I stopped right before when, right before they trained to go up against Cobra Kai in that tournament. That's when I stopped. Mm. They have like a lot to go, but yeah, look, there we go. The miscommunication trope, like it's the worst. And honestly, that will make a movie really bad. Like, yeah, you, that that'll kill anything. Like really, like straight up front. Like, why not just talk about it? Why are you killing a bunch of people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There is, um, there is a, f um, there are a few lists out there on like cracks.com and that kind of thing, um, uh, about movies that c that that could have been easily resolved within the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah, Four yeah. Where it's like you know, actually, <laughs> it's okay. No, you're saying sorry. No, 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 it's, 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 it's just like the whole movie would have not, would have never happened if this very obvious thing, if, if, if the character had thought of this one very obvious thing. Yep. What is it? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Wait, you mean there are birds that can fly? Yes. <laughs> and oh. They can't just take us all the way? Yeah. Why the hell don't we just do that? <laughs> Because they needed trauma, and they didn't like the dwarves. If everyone's going to be really clear, they they need a good reason to get rid of the dwarves. Let's send them on the longest path with the most treacherous things imaginable. And we know, we know they exist, but we're going to send them on their way anyway. I mean, they wanted to get their steps in. Yes. Well, they definitely got something. Yeah. 
But yes, <laughs> that's one trope that I think was always fucking annoying. And like another movie that I remember had the nobody talks trope. Uh, this movie where I think it was with fucking Meryl Streep, where it's like, oh, is that movie about the church where Meryl Streep is the nun? Who's harassing oh, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Doubt. Doubt. Yeah. And it's like, this lady is just being really, 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 really vindictive for like no reason. Mm-hmm. Gandalf died midway through their quest. I'm reading the comment section, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> XP hog. You guys know that, right? He's an he's an XP hog in that sequence in Lord of the Rings. Gandalf, he takes on the boss all by himself, and then when he comes back, he has shiny new armor, shiny new swords, powers, <laughs> a new staff, a nice robe. Bastard. It wasn't even the main boss. It was a sub boss. Yeah, but it was a boss he killed all by himself. Yeah, I mean, well, it was. It could be argued that they both killed each other, but you know, he was the one that just was able to come back in ghost form. Yeah, still an EXP hog. But no, so that's one trope of trope device where I'm like device. I'm always like watching it. It's like the silence one never works. It's like, or you get the perp, the person that has like earwax deep inside and they don't want to listen despite the fact that people are telling them something over and over and over again and it's like the only reason you're really not listening now is because you just the plot needs you to not needs you to not understand yeah you know what I mean like there's some movies where you see that sometimes too where it's like this person was warned but I guess it's just we need to progress so you're not we're not going to take this yeah. seriously anymore. You're just going to keep doing what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's like little bits of this in horror movies where it's like you're watching the horror movie and it's like, no, don't do that. Or it's like, why aren't you carrying a weapon? Or it's like, damn it, Jamie Lee Curtis, don't drop the knife right next to him. <laughs> this has happened once before. Oh my goodness. That, that just sounds criminally dumb. Pattern recognition, Jamie Lee. Come on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> the, the, I haven't seen a horror movie do this yet. And if anybody ever can tell me one where this happens, I'm actually going to give you like a beer, right? <laughs> What's a horror movie where someone stabs the killer the first time, but they don't stop, right? They keep right. going and they keep going and they keep going as they should, right? Like, they should keep going for it because this guy is like a notorious healer. He keeps getting back up. And a lot of these movies, I don't understand why. And like, only one film ever did the proper thing. I don't know if you've ever seen Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Yep. He pushes the button, she gets a little zap on her hand, she drops the knife. It's like, oh, wait, almost. And she drops the, she drops the knife. It's like a slight shock and she drops it. But for some reason, like, I've never seen a horror movie where they actually go all the way when they knock down the villain they just keep going. They always stop or turn back or do something dumb on the way out. I never understood why that's a trope that never never ceases to... Mm. Never ceases to appear. 
Mm. I mean, I can think of move, horror movies where they they I I think they were it was a defensible assumption that the guy was dead. So like uh, the end of the um, the end of the second Halloween movie. Oh. When they burn him to death. Well, as far as John Carpenter was concerned, he's dead in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So in that one, he's supposed to he's supposed to be dead, but I guess, you know, like, doesn't matter when we've got more movies to make. <laughs> yeah. And that's a and that's a that's a character that sells. We can we can take him out. Sure. That and he was revived by the almighty box office return. So evil got it. <laughs> Just pure adulterated <laughs> evil. Hey, that yeah. evil is the reason why y'all got to enjoy your MCU for ten years. Yeah, and what it wasn't worth it because what we have now, now I'm gonna stand on that hill. You really sure that's the fight you want to pick? I'm not picking the fight, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, really sure that's the hill you want I to mean, die on. Think of think of now as we're 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 paying for the good stuff that we got back in the yeah, day. And that's the problem I have. I, right? I, I, <laughs> I don't want to pay. I, I want. I don't want to pay for for sins that I may or may not. You gotta pay. No. Yeah, you do. It's I... like it's it's like when you make a deal with the devil. Eventually, you you, you gotta pay up. Well, look, if it was up to me, I would have been okay with ten years of those movies not existing. Okay. Oh no, you Three. would not have, you fucking yeah. liar. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I would have been perfectly okay because if those movies didn't exist, then we wouldn't have the DCU equivalent existing. And you know what? A lot of pain would have been avoided. You are aware that they would have sprung up somewhere, and that evil that you claim to reside in the DC movies with my baby Henry Cavill in them would have turned up somewhere else, right? Yeah, but not as consistently in, like, back-to-back years. And, it would have been spread out. And I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I actually... This is going to sound like a hot cake on my end, but I actually watched Birds of Prey, and it wasn't a shitty movie. I keep putting it off. I saw it. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I like Ewan McGregor. I feel like he should have been the Joker, too. There's another dude that's like, God, he would have been a great Joker. Mm. Yeah, he was. Knocked it out of the park in that movie. Really good shit. That was more of a Deadpool movie than, like, it was like reading the actual Deadpool comics, the Birds of Prey, than it was watching the Deadpool movie where it's coherent <laughs> as shit. Where, like, Deadpool comics, like, when I read them, they're incoherent. Like, it's just, you're following mm. him around in his, like, ADD all over the place, right? Not this one. Like, this one, you're kind of just, like, it's it, you're following her around and she's like schizo and she's not okay in the head and the people around her are all assholes oh okay this is fun I like Harley Quinn Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn like that fun character to stick around it, I enjoyed it the suicide the suicide squad with Will Smith that wasn't very good it had potential but it wasn't very good you could tell they chopped it up like nobody's business that one like meh I did enjoy, though, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, followed with Mm. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll go on to the last one. And it has been. I did enjoy James Gunn. The Suicide followed up with Peacemaker. Like, I actually did enjoy that. So it was like I won't. I won't knock the DCEU to say that it was this horrible, awful thing. I actually enjoyed Shazam. The problem with the DCU is why it's failing now is because a lot of people have turned around. They turned around first off and announced that they were shutting the universe down when they had like three or four more movies left to go. Why would you do that? No one's going to watch that. And when it comes to like what's going on with the MCU now, I'll point out what it is. They signed, they planned on using the X-Men right out of the package and they can't legally use them. And they can't recast them. It was a dumb deal that they made. <laughs> so they have to resort to characters. Now I'm not going to say it's all because of like women or whatever. That's like the first thing people point out. Because right now, yes, there are a lot of strong female leads in the MCU. And there are a lot of people making a lot of noise about that. And it's like, it's not that. There are a lot of characters that we were waiting to see and we didn't get to see them. And on top of that, it's taking so long that people are moving on little by little by little. I, like me personally, I saw Loki. I wasn't, I didn't dig Loki. I was like, she went into Loki, excited to watch it. And then after a few minutes, I'm like, you know what? I think, and it's not just that it's a poor in quality. I'm like, I'm just done here. I was like, this is it with me. I've been, I, I've been sitting here for like 10 years now. I got my end game the people that are being highlighted right now are not people that I ever really gave a shit about and when people come to me and say how could you not well because they were never really in my gallery of comics that I would pick up as a kid like Moon Knight was at the bottom behind Punisher and Daredevil you know and when you have money <laughs> as a kid like those are the two you're gonna go get the second thing is like Miss Marvel Captain Marvel was the one around and she wasn't even Captain Marvel I think they tried to give her an alternate name because there was always the beef between DC and Marvel over that name which Marvel I mean, ultimately I, won out yeah Marvel won that <laughs> Marvel won out well because Shazam's what, name what was, was Captain DC was making Shazam's name is Captain Marvel <laughs> yes oh I didn't know that and he was the dumbest thing and he was, was registered before Marvel Comics was even a thing. Oh, okay. But for years, they go back and forth on that shit. Like if you go play Mortal Kombat versus DC, their Captain Shazam is listed as Captain Marvel in that game. But once Disney bought out Marvel, they stopped using it because before, like Marvel, like whatever, like we're not even doing anything with uh, Carol Danvers anyway. But, you know, DC bought Marvel, that Disney bought them. I'm like having a fucking words out of all these people. <laughs> they got bought out and they started using the character more. So when it came to putting her in cinema, they gave her the final the film, Captain Marvel. The name went to the studio. But when I was a kid, like, I, she was always on and off. Like, she would be around for a little while, then she would be gone. She'd be around for a little while, then she would be gone. And once I think like they emptied the bank out with the ones that we cared about it was a while before we're going to get to the other ones that we care about you know what I mean like She-Hulk when I was a kid reading a She-Hulk comic or watching a She-Hulk cartoon show I was like when's Hulk going to come around and apparently a lot of people said the same thing with She-Hulk when it came out like when's Hulk coming around 
everybody said it was good, but it was different. But they it was different. It wasn't what they were expecting. It was more of a comedy. I'm I'm not gonna pass judgment. I didn't watch it. Same with Moon Knight. I didn't I didn't watch it. Uh, Hawkeye. I skipped it. Everybody was telling me it's great. I skipped it. My jump off point. The only reason I feel like I even went to see Multiverse of Madness was because Sam Raimi directed it. Yeah. That's why I went to see Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi directing. And people are knocking that one too. I'm like, eh, that wasn't a bad movie though. I actually enjoyed. I actually enjoyed uh, Captain Marvel. I mean, not Captain Marvel. But uh, <laughs> I didn't watch that one. I actually enjoyed Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You know, like it. Mm-hmm. I. I'm fucking. What's her name? If she doesn't want to be Scarlet Witch anymore, she should go do horror movies. Elizabeth Olsen. Like, if he says tomorrow, I'm hanging up the coat, mm-hmm. I would love to see her do some Blumhouse movies. Oh. She has a good range. Yeah, yeah that, that girl is... She's awesome. I would love to see her do, like, a more so less comic book traditional witch-style movie. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Red, like, that movie, The Skeleton Key. You ever saw that? I did, yeah. Yeah, like, can you imagine her or, like, an American horror story coven? Can you imagine, like, her being one of the witches in the coven? Yeah. Yeah. There's something about her face, I think, would fit well in a horror movie. No, and she has that, like, personality that, like, she can be very, like, menacing, minx-like. Like, Like, she's awesome. And I saw her as Scarlet Witch, I'm like, this is great. Yeah. And... This is like where no no my actual drop off with the MCU was not Multiverse of Madness. It was the Werewolf by Night. Mm. That's my drop off point. That's because a good drop point. <laughs> did you see Werewolf by Night? You guys catch that one or no? I did um, today. Oh, you caught it. Did yes. you see it in color or black and white? There was an option to see it in color. They came out this year in color. Did you see it in color? Oh, you saw it in black and white then, I saw it. Disney Plus did not give me that option. It was recently released, like, this this month. Last month. Like, the ending, the ending turned it from black and white to color, which I'm like, oh, that was a nice way to end it. Like, she was done with all the, like, the, the nonsense of her family or what have you. And then just, like, yeah, clean, clean this crap up. And it just went from black and white to color. I'm like, oh, this, that, that, was a nice, that was a nice touch. And now you're telling me that I could see it from beginning to end in color? Right. Well, it's 40 minutes long, man. You can go read. God forbid you should watch a black and white <laughs> film once in your life. Yeah, no, I've seen black and white movies before. I liked it. I'm just mad that there was a choice of me not having to do that. <laughs> So that means mm-hmm. you must really love what Ted Turner did when he vandalized all those classic films and added color to them. I can neither confirm nor deny that, but I will say I think I would prefer watching that movie in black and white. It it just fit better. Now you're telling me if a movie was shot in black and white, it should be watched in black and white. Yeah. yeah. It was originally yeah. shot in black and white. 
Uh, and then yeah. this year they released like a version in color. And I'll be honest with you, I like the black and white version better. You know, um, for a while, uh, the the old Christmas movie Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, the version that you could find was the one that was colorized. So what we used to do when we wanted to watch that movie is we would uh, we would start it, but before we would uh, we would turn the color on the TV off so that we could watch it in black and white anyway. Nice. Ah, back when yeah. that was an option. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, hmm, could you do that with smart TVs? Maybe. I uh, you I have to find the phone. Settings. You can play around that. with the contrast. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know if you can play around with, like, the actual, like, if it's actually in color or not. Mm-hmm. Another way, and I wouldn't recommend this, if you take the HDMI cable and you mess with it. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Anybody it's, listening, I, I don't do that. <laughs> I didn't say I recommend doing that. I'm just saying that it's an option that you can try. All right. We can support vandalism here, but we do not support destroying your own TV for the sake of artistic integrity. It's it was called just piracy. My cable, not the TV <laughs> itself. Just do piracy. It's a lot better for you. Trust me. And remember, kids. Yes. Remember, kids. Do piracy, piracy is cool. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're thinking of adults because remember, I, boy, piracy is cool. Uh, hopefully, no kids are listening to this because you know, <laughs> I feel like we need to put a, a um adult warning at the at the start of each. Look like at this point, podcast. if you know that we talk horror movies, bad movies, and all kinds of obscene shit around here, you're the adult, all right? You should know to change the dial and go watch Coco Melon or. I was just about to say that Coco Melon, <laughs> or you know, Coco Melon, Bluey, some something like that. There's that creepy guy too that my nephew likes to watch. Now this guy looks like a fucking horror movie. Blippy, Blippy. I don't know Blippy. Oh my god! If you ever have a child, just don't let them on YouTube, kids, man. My nephew found Blippy, and that guy haunts my nightmares too. He's like a Mister Rogers on crack or something. It's so Ooh, weird. Uh, well, I'm not sleeping tonight. I I just found a picture. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, you saw him? Yeah, he's got like a shower cap on. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I can't what look at that, that guy. Creeps me out. But no, like, to, to stay on, like, the whole werewolf by night thing, like, I was hoping they would do more with that. I talked about this a little bit last week, and I was like, it's like, advised, uh, Bolt to check that one out. I was hoping they would do a little more with that, because if there's one section of the Marvel comics which I did like, but it's very obscure, and a lot of people know about it only because of Blade... It's the horror, the horror world in the Marvel comics. They're like sort of version of the dark universe, the dark, uh, the dark Justice League, where yeah. Dracula, the Wolfman, are a thing. The Mummy, like Marvel comics, used to have like all these old horror comics in their arsenal back in the day, and I was hoping 
the werewolf by night would be kind of like the first of a couple of films where we kind of go that world and we don't where it doesn't seem like we're gonna but I was actually excited to hopefully see that and I actually did like the lady who they had for Elsa Bloodstone Lisa Donnelly like I I, I wanted to see more of that and it oh, doesn't Laura seem Donnelly like, you mean huh Laura Donnelly Laura Donnelly, Donnelly yeah let's see Lisa for some reason Laura Donnelly like yeah. she was in something else I saw just trying to remember it off the top of my head but I was hoping to see more of that and then you know it seems like we're not going to get a little more of that but oh yeah she was in that Merlin show that's what I saw her in a long time ago that's something I was like hoping to see but when it comes to the MCU like back to the whole of where we started this from like great things bad things They've got things going on over there. I just think in general what's been going on is the master, the, the sort of drop off for some people is I'm kind of done with what I was seeing. The other thing is I'm going to argue with the movie theaters. A lot of people are still going but not as much as they used to. Uh-huh. Right? Like Think yeah. about it. How many times have you gone to the movies this year? Prob- this year, I probably went about three times. Right. Remember back in which the is day? fewer times than I, which is like you know um, less than I used to go. Yeah. Like remember back in the day, like we used to go to the movies at least like once a month. Before like, back in the day, it was like yeah, we had every month there was something coming out, but like yeah nowadays it's yeah. just not the same anymore like I'll argue people are saying Disney Plus is a detriment it's not I wonder how much of that is going to the movies is just less of a thing and how much of it is like just from my perspective just there not being a whole lot of movies that I'm interested in going to see so I'm going to say it's 50-50 like there are a lot of great films out there that people mm-hmm. just aren't going to go see. Uh, earlier this year, we actually, my fiance actually enjoyed this one. I wasn't expecting her to. The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Mm. I haven't even heard of that. See? And that's a really awesome film. It's. Mm. Do you know what the, what the Demeter is? No. The Demeter was the ship that brought Dracula to London. Oh, oh, that thing, yes. Oh, no, no, I remember seeing trailers for that, yeah. Yeah, let's say, how do you not hear about that one? But that one, awesome. I, Everybody in that movie knocked that shit out of the park. Okay, yeah, I'll Everyone. watch it. And then it flopped at the movies. But it was a legit good film. But it flopped in the yeah. box office. Like it, nobody went to see it uh, because right now, like it's only certain brands are getting rec- only certain things get brand recognition. People go see it. So, I'll argue when they say like, "Oh yeah, well Disney Plus isn't knocking it out of the park anymore," or like Disney isn't like these movies, people aren't going to see these movies anymore. I'll say, yeah, but that's not just them. Like it's a lot of people that aren't just for a lot of things people aren't going to the movies anymore. Yeah. Well, there were two, I mean, uh, with uh, the Barbenheimer event, that got a lot of people in 
in into theaters. I'm gonna say that was memes that did that shit. I saw people <laughs> see Oppenheimer to oppose Barbie. I it, it was such a weird thing. Somebody huh. went to see somebody went to see Oppenheimer just because they didn't want to be like I did not choose Team Barbie because I am not gay. I'm like no no mm. one asked, pal. <laughs> you know yeah. what that makes me think now. <laughs> it's like you're the one that said it. I wasn't even thinking it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm over here enjoying my sushi, and this guy's like, "I went to see Oppenheimer because I am not gay." Like, well, okay. Well, I guess yeah. we learned a lot about ourselves today, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw both. That Barbie movie was a trip. I saw the last ten minutes of that Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of it because the the sisters were watching it here, and I was just like, "What the mm -hmm. hell is going on? Why is John Cena dressed up as a mermaid?" What? <laughs> yeah. Red, hey, would you care to explain? <laughs> Red, go ahead. Would you care to explain John Cena dressed up as a mermaid? I, I, have, I, have, I have to be honest. I don't really remember that. He was a guy in the fish tank talking to her as a mermaid. I didn't know he was in the film. Hold on. He has a cameo. Uh, no, I'm going to bother. I think he might have blocked it out. Oh. John Cena? Red. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the, the, the... Yeah. It'll come up in therapy. <laughs> All right. Well, if the therapist um, sees internet memes, he will probably mention, oh, there, there's nothing there. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> no. At that point, you, you fire that person, report to this board, and you, get, you need to a new therapist. No one needs to go to therapy for wrestling and WWE more than me. I, I, I beg to differ, but you know I that's said, not that's I not the that. that. yeah, yeah. record. <laughs> yeah, that's in here, there. That's in here, there. Uh, yeah. I appreciate no one person. Actually, you but, know what? This actually leads me to another terrible fucking movie that I saw. Pro wrestlers that, versus zombies. That's a that's a thing. And why? You know, I'm I'm not going to even question it. Of course, it's going to be against zombies because anything above zombies would be too hard. And, and it would just be it would just not be realistic and entertaining. Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Wait, you so this. you're saying that this is realistic. This is a Zombies. thing. This happened. <laughs> it was a movie that exists that was shot in the film. People got up in the morning and toasted bagels to give the actors the fuel to star in pro wrestlers versus zombies. Some guy was helping set up the ring and he probably twisted his rotator cuff. And now his like family's all angry and shit because he couldn't play catch. The son grew up hating, but it was all worth it <laughs> to film pro wrestlers versus zombies. I'll, I'll tell you the plot real quick because this movie was, this was just weird. <laughs> there's a plot. Oh, yeah, there's a there's a there's a <laughs> plot to this. So in the beginning, some washed up loser ass ECW wrestler kills a guy right and after he kills a guy 
the some random dude goes up to the promoter and says I'm giving you $25,000 to have this guy put on one match at my secret at my secret mansion place or something like that, right? So, the promoter sees this money and goes, "Hey, you know, for that much I can get you a lot of good names to help you put on this show. Put on a good show for you. I can get you names like Rod These people are in the film." you've probably heard our friend say these names a whole bunch of times I can get you the Roddy Piper I can get you Shane Douglas I can get you Matt Hardy I can get you Kurt Angle for this kind of money now it's not like he gave him that much money and he's really devaluing the roster by accepting that but the guy goes alright F it why not even though it's all really just killed the one guy that killed his brother he lures a bunch of zombies bunch of wrestlers to his mansion and he unleashes zombies on them and then they're all fighting to escape the zombies that was a thing now why wasn't that nominated at the Oscars well you know Wally was probably made in that year hopefully actually let me see what year this <laughs> piece of crap came out <laughs> well, it was 2013 looks like pro wrestlers versus zombies I think so yep oh wow that oh was wait it was shown at the international horror festival in Whitby England in October of 2013 oh 12 years of slaves was at the Oscars in that year that, that explains it <laughs> yes <right. laughs> I love it Frozen Gravity The Great Gatsby yeah it had no chance <laughs> alright first off fuck Frozen I hate Frozen in this house if anybody sings let it snow around me I throw myself into a horrible blind rage <laughs> I hate Kingdom Hearts <laughs> <laughs> you're just going for the you're going for the goal I don't know you're going for the platinum of like pissing off every franchise supporters imaginable <laughs> oh man but uh, unfortunately uh, apparently Jesse, it, it, that's just oh yeah, fuck you <laughs> that's alright I'm, I'm gonna shoot myself now please <laughs> <laughs> fucking John Cena <laughs> I swear the, the the day that became popularized and memeable it was a day like true intelligence took another hit to the cranium uh, John Cena saying you can't see me became a meme I'm more upset the day he became a popular wrestler with only four moves became a thing like, right, right, we're going down that stupid rabbit hole we're not, we're not going down. I refuse to be like Lenny all right. We, 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 we should have like a bell that rings whenever pro wrestling comes up. Please, to remind dude, us. somebody get that oh, bell. Oh, no. Yes, thing. Yeah, no, nope. please, yeah, get that bell. <laughs> Although there is one other wrestling horror movie I saw a couple months ago, which was really weird. This is like a whole subgenre. There actually there was a wrestling horror subgenre uh, in Mexico. Mm. 
Uh, I actually did a video about him a couple of months ago. You ever heard of El Santo? No. Ooh, okay. So to me, El Santo was the greatest wrestler of all time. Because El Santo, in Mexico, wrestling is taken seriously, right? They wear their masks in public. They wear their masks outside of the ring. They wear them out to buy groceries. They're in their, they're in masks all the time. El Santo, uh, when he would actually film a lot of horror movies, like this dude was filming horror movies right next to Roger Corman back in the day. Like when Corman was releasing his here in the states with Vincent Price, El Santo was releasing them out in Mexico, right? And El Santo. What's weird is his horror movies are meant for kids, but they are very hard in tone. Like, people are getting mm. wasted in his movies. And they're not getting, like, oh, maybe he did, maybe he didn't off camera. Like, they're getting bit. Vampires are biting women and groping them and shit. You've got werewolves, like, coming out of the soil and stuff, getting ready to fight and kill one another. He fights some weird random alien with like a large glowing eyes in one scene. Like, this is a thing in Mexico. Uh, I talked about this once. Have you ever heard of the haunted legend of El Superbisto? I have not. There's a Rob Zombie animated movie. Oh, really? Yeah. The lead act, lead character in that one, El Superbisto, is based off of El Santo and his partner Blue Demon which is like another guy another luchador and what was cool about El Santo was that El Santo nobody knew what he looked like up until two months before he died when he would shoot the movies he would fly in with the rest of the staff in his real without his makeup on and he would have like his own little locker or something but a lot of people to my understanding thought that the guy who it turned out to be was like his assistant or he was a roadie or he was his trainer they never really did know it was him up until the last few years of his life isn't that crazy like he actually lived the superhero persona and he has like about wow. six or seven horror movies that I know of mm. under his belt, but he has a lot more out there. I think there's some against him versus the mummy, him versus uh, the witches, she wolves, and all that good stuff. And mm. this dude was cranking these out left and right so much so there was even a cartoon in 2010 that aired in Mexico for El Santo. The Sil El Santo and El Mascarado de Plata, aka the Silver Mask Saint. Uh, that that's actually an awesome subgenre. If you know where to look, you're not just gonna go look for pro wrestlers versus zombies, <laughs> and then say that's the best thing you've ever seen when it's not. Don't come near. <laughs> he even had boxers make cameos in his movies, but again, like if you know your Latin American sports, you're like, oh yeah, that's who this guy is. He had Butternopolis. Mantequilla Napoli in one movie. Him versus El Santos. Is some crazy wild shit. They fight werewolves throwing them into pits with their bare hands. They, they, but 
it's crazy. Like you'd never see that here in the states, right? Could you imagine a movie where Hulk Hogan teams up with Macho Man to take on Dracula? No, not from a major studio, right? But over there, like in the Cinema Azteca, like that was this was the shit. Like in this guy, in the horror movies is just a little bit of what he did. He did one with him versus the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Oh, that so cross promotion? No, him versus the Japanese mafia. <laughs> Japanese mafia was bullying somebody in Mexico, and it's up till Santo get into the Santo mobile and take him on. Why? Why? Yeah. Why is the Japanese yakuza? I in don't know. A bullying a child. <laughs> I don't joke. know. That was the plot of the movie. Him versus the Stone Men. That was another like that. They, they, he had these movies that he was taking out in comic books, you name it. El Santo had it back in the day, like in the late '60s, early '70s. And he died, I think, like in the late '80s. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm very mildly curious to see to see these because it's like the Luchador. Um, culture is very fascinating the more you talk about it and because I never knew until you mentioned it how rooted horror is with that well to my, think, to my understanding horror is very rooted in Hispanic culture like it's a very hmm. it's a very big thing uh, I've heard like I've seen it even with some of my nieces and nephews maybe my nephews where like the moms the grandmothers will be babysitting the kids and they'll be watching not my grand, not my mom but I've seen it with like my cousin he's left this kid with his with his grandmother and the kids like the mom watching horror movies we all grew up like around the horror movies and stuff when we were kids and like they do it uh, there's also like a very big focus on horror and the idea of death and that's why like there's always this tribute done and like the Halloween is not just devoted to being scary like the following day is devoted to spending some time with the dead remembering your loved ones mm-hmm. Yep. like there's always this idea that like you're never really fully gone like you're always around even though you know as long as they remember you you're always around and but mm-hmm. hold on isn't there another day for that right in May the day of the dead that's in November day of the dead, yeah. so that's in November 1 November 1st oh, yeah. uh, wait no um, wait, what's the May- one in May? I'm thinking of Easter. No, no, May. It's this one. There was a um... Cinco de Mayo. Yes, thank you. That's an Independence Day. Wait, no. When uh, must be blinking out something. Uh, this one there was an like another day in May that honored the dead. It's again. So, uh, like. Memorial Day? No, 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 no. Like a, a day okay. specific in the like, Spanish culture that honors the dead that wasn't uh, all, like well, day at all. Right. Okay. Unless I'm just like getting all of my <laughs> cultural. You um, may be mixing it up. At least as far as I know, it's usually November first, Day of the Dead. Yeah. All right then. That's like the main one, Day of the Dead. But it goes back to it like they celebrate the dead, whereas most people around the world, Halloween is just a day to get spooky and party. Mm-hmm. 
they party, but it's like, yeah, we're partying and our family is here with us partying, you know? So it's very fascinating. Like, our culture has a lot of, like, roots in horror and stuff like that. And what's even more fascinating is they're also the first ones to kind of come back and make a lot of the horror comedies that we know today. You kind of can go see a little bit of it over there. I would love to show clips on on our page of the, of the horror movies over there in Mexico, but they, they don't know chill. Like, them versus a vampire was some shit. Like, there was a comedy troupe team over there, right, called Los Little Little. So the vampire is after the girl. The guy pulls out a crucifix, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy, the vampire looks, are you an idiot, Jacinto? Don't you know that my ancestors are Jewish? Right? <laughs> so then vampire hunter's like, oh, okay. He pulls out a swastika. Oh, my goodness. And shows oh, Kyle Hitler at the vampire. Mm-hmm. Then the vampire's like, ah, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he defeated the 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 vampire with anti-Semitism. Uh, <laughs> like you know for a fact, here in America, that shit would not fly. <laughs> that would not fly. No, <laughs> like, people would walk out of the theater extremely pissed off. Yeah. Note to self: Sing Frozen soundtrack around. Pump, mm-hmm. Oh no! You you probably acknowledge that. <laughs> But yeah, back to culture and horror. I like yeah, Hispanic culture has that deeply rooted. I think the only like second run up is maybe like Irish culture with like the le- like tales of leprechauns. Hmm. Wait, don't I don't... the Celtic elves stories and all that stuff. Oh yeah, like the Celtic myth- yeah. mythology, right? right? That's Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. I think it's all German culture, Japanese. too. Hmm? Oh. Yeah. Oh, what's culture? German? So, yeah, in German culture, I think okay. there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of spirits. Like, uh, so, uh, the uh, Krampus monster. Do you, you know about Krampus? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of like Our the Antichrist. is selling a Krampus a Krampus ornament for Christmas. Who's naughty? It's up on Our Lovely Holidays right now over at Etsy. <laughs> Why are we giving out free promo? Hey. <laughs> yeah, no, reverse, it's a reverse sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're not getting paid for this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, may, you might not be. <clears throat> Wow. <laughs> Excuse me. Continue with the German thing, Fred. Uh, I'm sorry. That, that, that's a that's a, that's just about all I had to, to to say. But yeah, like um, my sense is that um, well um, actually uh, so the American version of Halloween, it's like a mishmash of different things that we've gotten from Celtic culture um, and uh, and part of it is uh, the reason why I, I think part of the reason why it's a costuming 
holiday is uh, we get that from Carnival, which which is a German tra- tradition. Doesn't take place in the fall, I don't think, but that's kind of where the masquerade aspect of it comes from. We get that from Carnival. I believe so. I wonder if that's where the Brazilians get it from too. Then Brazilians do that too. They have that Carnival time, and they have like these mm-hmm. big parties, and they dress up. Yeah, I parties. think if I'm not mistaken, that ultimately comes from Germany. Oh, like does that also explain why around this time when the um, Brazilians do the Carnival stuff, chocolate's also heavily um, featured in it? I'm missing out cultural facts again. <laughs> well, I've never heard of chocolate with carnival. We're certainly not anthropologists. No, no, we're not. We don't uh, tune into don't tune into the the Ghastly Hallows pod for historical <laughs> accuracies. Just, just like don't come here if you want to learn a- a- anything. No, you. I mean, they learn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they learn that I have a rage like... that knows no bounds. <laughs> Oh, a book! Don't worry, Bart. You won't learn anything. Uh huh. Pretty much. That's that's the vibe here. <laughs> oh, the Slavics. Uh, yeah, Slavic myths. What are some uh, good Slavic myths? Oh, I'm sure they're out there. But yeah, in terms of like morally yeah. gray soon. Yeah, but yeah. In terms of like North America and horror. The only thing horrific is just how we run our um, entertainment industry. <laughs> That's pretty much in terms of horror as we go. We don't have anything original. Well, we have something original. It just doesn't come from the Mayflower Americans. Yeah. So, the natives, the indigenous folk, right? One of the more popular stories from them is Wendigo. Oh, Wendigo. Oh, damn it. I don't know why. I know the game until dawn. Why am I picking the freaking Wendigo? Yeah. Wendigo. Wendigo. Uh, so, actually, I have a book right on my right hand side with a section on the Wendigo. Let's see, where is oh, it? Oh yeah, the Brothers Grimm is from Germany too. Oh my goodness. I, I need to I need to kinda of sit down and unlearn and then relearn some stuff. Thank you, Morally Gray, by the way. <laughs> yes, and the skinwalkers, that's the other one. Mm-hmm. Like skinwalkers. Yeah. Uh Oh wait, yeah, no, 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 that that name sounds um, familiar. Skinwalkers, very popular. That's again from like the Appalachians and all that stuff. Mm. Oh, I, I always say it: all the creepy shit that you see on Hollywood and all of the writers that have made some of the best films, Northeast. all of them come out of the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I cannot explain why uh, theories are because of the mountains and they're so goddamn spooky and you see (laughs) things but even like the northeastern environment for some reason it is just its own really creepy sort of thing if you were to go up on the live feed right now where i'm running this stream there's a picture like it's abandoned mansion Mm -hmm. 
it's a very well going by just the landscape it's a very shadowy part of the country like out here in colorado there's not a lot of shade to be found it's kind of frustrating in the summer where 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 uh don't don't bother trying to park in the shade because there is no shade there's just not a whole lot of, there's just no not a whole lot of trees but in the northeast it's very it's very um uh lushly f- f- forested so there's just more dark corners to go around there's more places that you can't see so i think that might be part of it it's also just if you're going by the timeline of european settlement it's an older part of the country there's just more things that have come and gone more buildings that that have that have been many things b- b- before and now are basically nothing uh just more stuff that has seen its time and is starting to d- d- decay no it's just a creepier part of the country yeah and uh as Morley gray pointed out that the Appalachian Mountains are older than fossils and we've never been able to fully explore the cave systems because they're that old and brittle. And there's a lot of notorious there's a lot of notorious stories about people going missing on those trails. There is a trail along those mountains that I believe, Red, you kind of went through it. (laughs) You went through, I think, a certain chunk of it yeah. on your on your tour I, last last month. Yeah, the the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, is it? It supposedly oh. starts in what is it? It starts, to my understanding, in the south of the southern part of the Northeast, right? The Appalachian. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think. Uh, does where does the Appalachian Trail start? Down south. Does it start in north? Georgia or North 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 Carolina? Possibly. Let me look this I don't up. know. Yeah. I believe you Yeah, one, let me go while we end it on that note. <laughs> well, yeah, let's just get this one real quick. The Appalachian yeah. Trail starts officially from Georgia oh, and it yeah. ends in Maine. Weirdly enough, Maine, where Stephen King is from. Yes, and it starts in it starts by Springer Mountain in Georgia. So if you think about it, we're crossing through most of those mountains. Some people have actually tried to make the trail, and it's a very tough trail. There's no there's a point where like it's abandoned. It's yeah, shit. you can't. It's not advised you walk it certain points of it. With uh, with Morley Gray's reference to the cave system, isn't um. Aren't the gals in the descent exploring a cave on the Appalachian Trail, or in that region? They were, right? I think I think that's where it takes place. In the, yes, I think that's what they were doing. They were exploring the, yeah. and it would. That's actually a good way to see people go missing on that one. Yes, they're in the Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina. Yeah. So. I'm like it's one of those things, right? Like, name a name a classic horror writer you can think of off the top of your head. They come from like two places most of the time. I'm thinking of the Northeast and maybe Britain. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's those are the two places they usually come from. Yeah, 
Right, Neil Gaiman's British, right? Yeah, um, and uh, Raymond Chandler. Yeah, or no, no, not Raymond Chandler. I'm, uh, no, I'm, uh, he's the detective writer. Uh, Ramsey Campbell, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, British, right? Yeah. And over here in the Northeast, it's I'm going to start from, from like, bare memory. Edgar mm -hmm. Allan Poe, Baltimore, right? New York and Baltimore? Yep. He was born in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen King, Maine. Mm -hmm. H.P. Lovecraft, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Washington yeah. Irving. Yeah. That's another one for New York. New York, yeah. Um, and uh, Neil Gaiman is British, but he lives in Massachusetts. Yeah. So that that's a double dip right there. Yeah, double dip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for some reason, a lot of them come from up here. And some people like yeah. Richard Matheson, also up here northeast. I think he's mm -hmm. from like Rochester, New York. Um, there's another one right now that I know is gonna bother me because I've read a lot of his stuff, and it's like leaving my head right now. I'm annoyed. <laughs> but, is it Stephen? Is it Stephen Graham Jones? Mm, no, this was. He was around in the fifties, this guy, and I'm annoyed oh, okay. myself. It was like he was shit, hold on. He was on TV. I think he's a northeast guy too. What is this guy's name? Where the hell was Rod Serling from? Yep. Rod Serling, Syracuse, New York. <laughs> there we Everybody go. Everybody knows who Rod Serling is. Rod Serling is the guy that comes out at the beginning of every Twilight episode. What you are about to witness right here is a very right. odd and fair occurrence. You might have just found yourself. Imagine if you in will. Twilight Zone. Yeah. Imagine if you will. Yeah. A world where the MCU never existed. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bolt here is about to find himself in the Twilight Zone. What a trip. Would that be a trip, though? Can you imagine waking up tomorrow? No, no, no. That would not be an enjoyable trip. I'll just say that much. Oh, but I thought that it was becoming evil now. Wouldn't it be best to go back and prevent the evil? I mean, I could prevent evil just to give rise to a greater evil. You know, butterfly effect and all. Oh, really? What if you kill that and then you give rise to a world where you got all the good Star Wars films we were promised, but we never got them? Now you're just talking about... <laughs> talking about miracles being made, and I don't think <laughs> any amount of time travel will allow for such a thing to happen. But yes. So... Closing thoughts. What? Ultimately, I guess the theme of this episode was when things go bad. <laughs> mm. Right? We were basically kind of like going back and forth on that. Like, pretty much things that we would like to see and things that when we start like dissecting things. So, I have like one basic question to close you guys out of like the weird and stuff. Do you guys, what movie have you seen or what piece of media, I'm going to leave it really 
open-ended. What have you come across that you can sit there and go, I wish more things were like this. Actually, no, because then everything would be boring. What's something that you guys can come back to that you feel like, you know what, I don't get tired of this? Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. Maybe, I mean, uh, I think maybe Beatles albums. Those do have a very, those do age well. I, I can listen to that stuff again and again. I don't think I'll ever get tired of that. Yeah, I actually do like to sit back and listen to the Beatles on occasion. Yeah. Bolt. Uh, I'm hard to say. I'm the type of guy that is okay with keeping like moving things along. I don't like to dwell on nostalgia. For, oh, interesting. For for too much because then you be you never leave it. It's like we never got we never leave the eighties. That type of <laughs> that type of beat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem where we are right now as a society. <laughs> we don't let that era go. Yeah, it's like yeah, we are, we don't leave the eighties, we don't leave the nineties. We ignore the two thousands but still somehow end up repeating a lot of the same mistakes throughout that. And yeah. <sighs> so yeah. For me I'm just like I, I don't like to dwell. I'm okay with seeing things, whether it be good, bad, as long as like it's different. And not from what's come before it. Always moving onward and twirling, 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 twirling towards twirling, freedom. Twirling, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's one of the best ones. Yeah, it was. I am Clinton. President <laughs> <laughs> Robert Dole. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you I was going to put the Simpsons in that slot for me because it's like a reference point but it would be too specific if I were to say something that I've enjoyed some the first time I saw it and I always pick it back up again and again especially like when I need something as a reference point it's up to one film it has to be a film in my book because I always watch it. I didn't expect it would stay in the top position for as long as it has, but when you reflect it, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, it does. Weird movie that I always go back to watch to explore the obsession with the Roman Empire meme, for those of you who are saying that. <laughs> it's Gladiator. For some reason, that's the one film that never leaves my top five. Hmm. I think for a lot of people too especially in the DC film universe that didn't leave their top 5 neither you think about it Superman's dad is Maximus Wonder Woman's (laughs) mom is Lucilla and to my understanding Joaquin Phoenix was the first choice to be Zod he wound up going on to be the Joker (laughs) What a wild time. But the shots in that film, the 
dialogue, which was mostly ad-libbed, believe it or not, was also very good. There was some stuff that had to be, some parts of Proximo had to be CGI'd in because he died mid-production. Yeah. He got into a drunken bet with somebody and he had a heart attack over drinking, drinking contest. And uh, on top of all of that stuff, like the effects for it have aged really well well like almost and I hate to make anybody feel old about it Gladiator is 21 years old I think and in the 20 years you pop in that film and you still kind of feel that same sort of good vibe from it from when I did when I was a kid uh, something about Richard Harris as Marcus Aurelius the stoic who openly admits that yeah I was a bad father the very few first few minutes and like it's such a strong role that for some reason right it permeates throughout the whole film and for some reason that's like when I went to Rome and I saw the Colosseum with my own eyes I couldn't help but repeat that line verbatim you don't know men can build such things when you're actually there and it's like you know what when you actually get there and you see that thing in person you're like yeah shit this was all built by hand there was mm-hmm. no crane <laughs> there was no there was no machinery that helped build this thing the way that we have today it's insane when you see it but it's still one of those films like very fascinating I still I would actually watched it earlier this week believe it or not up on Tubi and to answer morally gray the des- the southwest does have deserts and it has actually a deep cave which is why in the north we get a lot of up here in the northeast we get a lot of horror ghost sightings in the west they get a lot of alien sci-fi sightings Interesting. I don't know if you guys ever noticed that East Coast is ghosts and monsters. West Coast is aliens and secret military bases. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Right? Uh, yes. I mean, I think that there are more military bases out here. Out here, yeah, but for some reason, like sure. all of the conspiracy stuff comes from the West Coast, I've noticed. There oh, Midwest. Well, I mean... Maybe just because the seed of Roswell was planted. It's just kind of queued up in people's minds. Yeah, it's like when you think West Coast, it's always Roswell, the men in black, the, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it? What? The Northern Lights, the hidden mm-hmm. bases that some people say they've heard of. And oh, I'm testing. The Phoenix Lights, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the testing that they do out there for, like, uh, certain technology, which people go, like, is that mm-hmm. a thing? Is that what we're seeing? And people always come up with stories about running into extraterrestrials. In the West Coast, they run into extraterrestrials. Out here in the Northeast, we run into Bigfoot. <laughs> Although Bigfoot, right. it's funny, right? Bigfoot was seen on the West Coast in California. Yes. That's Bigfoot country, all right. That's Bigfoot country. But you don't really hear about cryptids in California. You hear about all the other cryptids out here in the Northeast. Don't we have another one? Lake Champ? Champ? 
best like, there's a bunch of lake monsters there's one for vermont there's one um yeah there there's a number of them yeah we have our own loch ness don't we mm-hmm. and uh there's the jersey devil yep we went over that yeah. the jersey devil bigfoot which believe it or not we had some people debating you on tiktok really yeah, <laughs> yeah oh weird. what 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 I'll was say said? That next time. Yeah, I'll say that, that one for next time, so you can actually have a moment to bone up on it. <laughs> it was a small contingent of people that were actually debating on it. Oh, really? Yeah. The the fight for the existence of Bigfoot and the well, you know what? We can actually talk about that next time. The supposed myths and thoughts of here of the American world. The third Earth, or whatever it is, Earth World, whatever that's called. That's another thing that people brought up to my attention. Mm. Post one good video like that, and people will come up to you with a whole bunch of plethora of weird stuff. <laughs> I just haven't got a chance to tell you guys about it. Well, with that. With that being said, give me one second here. Red, you got any projects? or uh, Did you figure out what was a comic again for your friend? Um, which comic? The animated, the guy who's drawing the animated horror one. Oh, yes. That guy, yeah. Uh, so, the comic is called the, the Deviant. The Deviant? Yeah. And your friend's name is? Josh Hickson. Alright. H-I-X-S-O-N. Josh Hickson. Bolt, you have any other, in, do you have any other things coming up? Nope. Nothing to shout out at the moment. Uh, Any changes? You'll know. You'll know first. Well, at this moment, we are also trying to work on getting our stuff up on Spotify. So that way you guys can listen over there. You don't have to log into YouTube and, well, what is it? Wade through the entirety of this thing. You just go over there and save data on your phone. So hopefully when I get that going, I'll let everybody know over on TikTok. That's where we're mostly moving along. From there, this has been Punkin' Jack coming out of the Ghastly Hallows. Accompanied with... Bolt. And Red. That's right. Hopefully we'll see you guys again next week. As we make sure... (laughs) Sorry. Oh yeah, feel free to comment down below uh, what comfort points of media that you guys have uh, yes. uh, have in mind. Yes, let us know your comfort form of medias and as usual, please like, subscribe, and share.